Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. We have just witnessed <laughs> what no other Catholic has ever witnessed since 1917. The consecration of Russia by a pope, by name. By name, yep. Praise the Lord, Terry. Yeah. I, I am so proud right now to be a Catholic. It's This is one of those Catholic moments in history that's going to be... Uh, Echoed in eternity, Terry. Well said. And I, I likewise, Jesse, I was at St. Joseph's in Pomona. Church was packed with people. Father uh, St- Stephen led the, uh, the prayer uh, that the Holy Father said for consecration to uh, the Immaculate Heart, Russia by name. Uh, I just think it's exciting. We had people in our chapel this morning when I came back from Mass listening to the live feed. And um, we actually just finished ringing the, uh, the bells of our church steeple along with the bells in Rome. Every Catholic church throughout the world, Jesse, was supposed to ring the bell 29 times. I don't know why 29 times. Someone's got to educate me on what that number is significant about. But we did. And so uh, I'm just grateful that I'm alive, that I could experience this. And uh, we're going to talk with Matt Arnold, Jess Romero, myself, about the significance of this. But you know what, Jess? As important as that is, and it's really important, the Fatima message, Paul VI said it's a reaffirmation of the gospel. Talking about the gospel, Jess, let's read the readings from today's Mass uh, about the incarnation, the word becoming flesh. Yes, sir. And, and here it is. Yes, sir. The, today's a solemnity of the Annunciation of the Lord. Not a coincidence that the consecration was chosen on this day. Oh. Gospel according to Luke chapter 1, verse 26 and following. <clears throat> the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town called Galilee, a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at, at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid. By the way, that phrase is mentioned over 300 times in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be called great and will be called uh, Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I have no relations with a man. In other words, she understood that she had taken a vow of perpetual virginity when she was a child at the temple of Jerusalem, according to uh, the, the approved mystics of the church. And the angel said to her in reply, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. <clears throat> and behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. I might add, not even the, the, the conversion of Russia. That's not impossible Amen. for God either. <laughs> Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. The angel departed from her, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
And let me do a quick tie in today's first reading. Yes. <clears throat> the prophet Isaiah, chapter seven, uh, chapter 7 and following, 700 years before the birth of Christ, before the incarnation, Isaiah already prophesies, he speaks to King Ahaz, and he tells King Ahaz that in the future, that there will be a virgin who will bear a child, bear a son. He will be called God with us, the God-man. And so this was already predicted through Old Testament prophecy 700 years before the birth of Christ. Then we go over to the, to the psalm today. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will, Psalm 40. And the second reading, the letter to the Hebrews, twice it says, Behold, I come to do your will, O God. Again, it says, Behold, I come to do your will. So, the will of God is outlined in the first reading, that a virgin shall bear a son, and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. Then the psalm tells us that the son comes to do the will of God. The second reading tells us that the son comes to do the will of God. And then today's gospel shows us that the mother of the Son of God, may it be done to me according to your word, she comes to do the will of God. So what are we being taught here? We've been, we're being taught here that to live in a state of sanctifying grace, it not only requires faith. I mean, the Bible says demons have faith, but they don't believe, but they don't, but they don't obey. Right. Demons have faith in God. The Bible says that. So what's required is not only to have faith, but as the psalm says, the second reading and the gospel, to do the will of God, which means the act of the will must now move in the direction of the object of faith. Uh, Our Lady of Fatima, pray, pray for, for us and pray for Russia. Amen, Jesse. Well said. And remember, when we, if we went to Mass today, if we get a chance to go, and when the gospel is read, the word became flesh. We, we will genuflect on this day because guess what happens nine months from today? It's Christmas. Yeah, this is what we're signifying here. Jesse, I want to bring the smartest guy into the room. With Full sheen ahead. And he talks about, this is, you know, almost halfway through Lent. We're going to have a great feast on Sunday, about um, Adate Sunday. So it'll be coming up this weekend. But here's what Bishop Sheen says about new birth. Talk about the incarnation. If we are to live in a higher life, we must die to the lower life. If we live in the lower life of this world, we die to a higher life, which is Christ. Can't have both. To put the whole law in a beautiful paradox of our divine Lord, he says, if we save our life, we will lose it. That is, if we wish to save it for eternity, we must lose it for time. If we wish to save it for the Father's mansions. We must lose it for this dull world. If we wish to save it for a perfect happiness, we must lose it for the fleeting pleasures of mortality. Just, I think that should be meditated on on a regular basis. You know, we talk about uh, meditating on our mortality. You know, life is short, eternity is forever. But think about it when it comes to sacrifices that we made we make because we're followers of Christ. It might mean being ridiculed today or tomorrow because you're a follower of Christ. Come on. You know what I say to that? Bring it on. You know why? Because I know that when they ridicule me, they ridiculed Christ before me. Amen. Terry, there's a couple of things today that are weighty. March 25th, not yeah. only today is obviously the consecr- yeah. consecration to Russia. The first time 
after seven popes before him yeah. or seven attempts, this is the first time it was done as per her request. Russia was named. But also on, on today's date, March 25th, yeah. according to an old book, Terry, you've heard of it. It's called The Golden Legend. Of course. I put it on cassette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, uh, it was written by Archbishop Jacobi Devoregin yes. back in 1260 AD. Yep. What happened today historically? Number one, the Annunciation. Yep. Number two, according to The Golden Legend, Adam was created and fell into original sin on this day. Today also, number three, Cain slew Abel, uh, March 25th. Wow. Number four, Melchizedek offered bread and wine to God. Number yep. five, Abraham offered up his son Isaac today. Number six, March 25th, St. John the Baptist was beheaded. Wow. Number seven, St. Peter was delivered from prison today, March 25th, <laughs> according to Catholic tradition. Yep. Number eight. St. James was martyred by Herod today, March 25th, according to the Golden Legend. Yep. And uh, number nine, the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, was today, March 25th, according to tradition. The uh, Number uh, 10, the rising of many bodies of the saints happened on March 25th. And also the happy end granted by Christ Jesus to St. Dismas happened on March 25th, according to the Golden Legend, written by an archbishop in 1260 A.D. Hey, Jesse, I had a, I had a, I'm glad you jogged my memory. Only a, almost a thousand <laughs> years ago this was written. But it shows, Jesse, again, the significance of the word becoming flesh. In other words, that that baby... You now, this is another reason why we as Catholics are so convinced that abortion is murder. Because when, that, when my mama gets pregnant, that's a child. That was Jesus Christ in the sight of, in the sight of Ma, a Mary Mother, a Blessed Mother. And so this is a great day, and also for a celebration, Jess, even though during Lent this is a feast day where Catholics should be celebrating this event in a big way. And we're going to have Matt, our very own Matthew Arnold come on and join us to talk about the significance of this consecration that Pope Francis just did moments ago, and the ringing of the bells, and we're going to bring in Arch, we're going to bring in Bishop Athanasius Snyder's take on this, and many of the others that I've, we've been studying this. We're even going to take Jesse some of the objections friends of ours have made that I think oh, yeah. we have to address and say, you know, we can agree to disagree. Disagree. Yeah, you and I have been pretty good at that among our friends. Not everybody. <laughs> is on the same page with us, and we respect them as individuals, and it's not that, uh, you know, but common sense is what we go on, and what was written in this consecration, as Bishop Athanasius Snyder said, is the closest prayer of identifying from all the other popes that have tried this in 42 and 1984, by identifying Russia by name, that's what just took place. So put your seatbelts on. When we come back from our break, Jess... I want to get your take. I know you've been studying this, and uh, so is Matt Arnold, and so is myself. And if you want, just other people to call in to talk Absolutely. about this, I think you yeah. made that suggestion. Call us at 888-526-2151. That's 888-526-2151. Tell us what you were doing today in making this consecration, how it's going to affect you. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Fatima, pray hey, for us. Pray for us is right. Jesse, we've got Matt Arnold on, so welcome back to Matt Arnold, Jesse Romero, and Terry Barber. 
And my phone is burning up with people calling me. I said, just call the show. We'll have <laughs> the studio. You know, yeah. Call the studio at 888-526-2151. Matt Arnold, welcome to join us on this conversation. Thank you, Terry. Hey, Jess. Hey, Matt, you, you just watched the consecration. I just did. I yep. came from Mass. Yep. Uh, watched mm-hmm. the consecration at, at, uh, here at the house. Prayed along with the Holy Father. Prayed at Mass as well. Uh, let me give you my take, then I'll just uh, toss it over to Matt. Sure. My take is this, is that uh, I, I, I'm, I'm proud to be Catholic right now. Um, after a hundred years, I mean, you could look at things at, at a glass half full or half empty. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a half full, okay? I'm, I'm looking at the fact that Russia was consecrated today by a pope who called on all the bishops of the world to say this prayer along with them. I know my, my bishops in Phoenix, both of them, because uh, they put it out uh, during the week that they're going to be doing it at the cathedral. And I know the USCCB also put it out, uh, the the CELAM, the, the, the Mexican, Latin American bishops as well. Yep. Today's a big day for Catholics. Russia was mentioned by name. And uh, as I think this is historic. Well, we'll see in the next couple of days, weeks, months. We'll see the graces that flow from this prayer. But I believe that uh, that heaven is smiling upon the Pope's actions today. Matt, what say you? You know, I was actually uh, <clears throat> blessed to go with uh, my wife over to our cathedral. We only live about a mile away from the cathedral in uh, Orange Diocese. Mm-hmm. And uh, we assisted the bishop. We uh, uh, prayed the consecration right along with him. And it was very beautiful. It was it was beautifully done. He, uh, They have a, a kind of life-size statue of Our Lady of Fatima that was set up in uh, the Arboretum. It's like it's considered a chapel, although it seats hundreds of people there. The cathedral is very large. <clears throat> and um, we were there at the at the Arboretum at the chapel of the of the cathedral. And I have to admit, I was choked up, you know, I, I uh, several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be there with all of these fellow Catholics, you know, I mean, so many hundreds of people showed up to be there in person to to make the consecration with our bishop. And that really and I know a lot of those people probably haven't darkened the door of a church in years. Mm. Wow. In fact, I'm sure of it because there was just there was a huge crowd went directly to the gift shop. You know, and I mean, there probably won't be a rosary left in the place. <laughs> you know, they're done. That's good. a good problem. That's a good problem. Yeah, it's a, but it's a beautiful thing, you know, and. And uh, on my program earlier this week, I, I, I was talking about some of the, the criticisms, both from the left and the right, about uh, about the Pope. You know, some people are very cynical, thinking that it's, you know, like some kind of political theater or, or you know, or worse. And um, and others, you know, already lining up to, to uh, put in their two cents about how this one really doesn't count either. And it got me to thinking that that might be a lack of faith Amen. on the part of some folks, you know, they, 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 they're scared that this consecration is going to happen and, and the world events are going to roll on, you know, in, in taking the course that they're probably the trajectory they may already be on. Uh, and, and think that that means that this consecration wasn't valid or wasn't accepted by heaven or whatever their argument is. But I'll tell you something I've been thinking about this a lot and, you know, the, the, the one great thing that people hope for because through this consecration is the era of peace that was promised by Our Lady of Fatima. You know, but does that represent a universal absence of conflict or, or is it something else? You know, before the Ascension, our good Lord said to the apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Mm. Do not let your heart good be insight. 
Yeah. Do not be afraid. Really, yeah. really good. <clears throat> the peace of Christ entered the world <clears throat> at the Annunciation. When, when, when Jesus became man under the heart of the Blessed Virgin, the peace of Christ entered the world. The angels sang about it at the Nativity. Mm-hmm. Okay, worldly conflict didn't cease. True peace is a divine gift, and, and it's Christ gives us access to his peace in our communion with God. And so I think this this renewed era of peace that is being, I hope, inaugurated by the fulfillment of the requests of heaven would represent a special outpouring of grace that will enable those of goodwill, like the angels sang, to more fully acquire the peace of Christ. And that is available to all of us right now. You don't have to wait. Well said. Matt, before I give my take, Dr. Bumgardner, a good friend of the of the show, is on the line. Dr. Bumgardner, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Thank you, Terry. And uh, and Matt, I was just listening in and uh, have some very good comments. Uh, I just wanted to say today is, is just an amazing day, and uh, I just don't want the the spectacular nature of, of what's happening today to be uh, to be uh, to be left unsaid. I mean, today is is the feast of the Immaculate of the Annunciation, which in and of itself is a spectacular feast day. That's the Amen. day that the the eternal, the unimaginable, the unmeasurable God became man. He became finite. He became part of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I mean, that alone is a spectacular event. But then you have today the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Utterly spectacular. And this is the manifestation of the request of the Blessed Virgin Mary over a hundred years ago. And I love Pope John Paul II, but it's inexplicable that now Pope Francis is doing it. (laughs) Um, Number three... It's the International Day of the Unborn Child, a secular holiday in many South American countries and even some countries in Europe. Um, I mean, all, and then also it's the, the day that my own mother was born um, 101 <laughs> years ago today. Happy birthday, Mom. And so I pray, please let your listeners pray for her and her soul mm. and that she pray for us too. Um, she was born on the Feast of the Annunciation. Wow. She died on the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. Wow. 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 Um, so uh, she's, she's a holy woman. Um, yeah, so um, it's just a spectacular. And today is also the inaugural event that was started at St. John Fisher called the Unborn Jesus Ministry. Oh, yeah, that's a the good one. Unborn mm-hmm. Jesus Ministry. It was developed yep. by a rocket scientist in 2005. <laughs> Isn't that great? Literally, Mr. Pedro Diaz. And I man. want him to get the credit. Right. Well, the Virgin Mary gets the credit, but he is the one who instituted this. He made a booklet, a pamphlet, looking at the developmental stages of the unborn Jesus, starting as a zygote, a one-celled embryo, developing into a blastocyst, implanting in the womb of the Virgin Mary, developing into a tiny embryo, developing into a fetus, until nine months later when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And you think about it, well, Jesus, God, was a little unborn baby, and something that few of us really contemplate and ponder the awesome 
manifestation of that. And I told Terry this many years ago that in the uh, um, 25 years ago, I was listening to a Protestant radio minister, and he was talking about this, about the way Catholics honor the Virgin Mary. And he said, well, you know, if, if it's really true that the Blessed Virgin Mary's own body helped create the physical body of Jesus Christ, well, he can understand how the Catholics honor the Blessed Virgin Mary. But nah, God would never impart such an honor to any human being. (laughs) And I said, wait a second, you just missed the whole point. The conception of Jesus, the Annunciation, that was the moment when the eternal God became man, became flesh. And you think about that, that's the eternal God uniting himself with mankind. That that's Powerful. incredibly spectacular. Mm-hmm. That's the, it's not Christmas where you know Jesus became man. Christmas is beautiful and wonderful. It's the Annunciation where the Eternal became the man, where the Word was made flesh. And anyway, this is a ministry that uh, actually I started with Pedro at St. John Fisher. And as far awesome. as I know, it's you know there are only two of these ministries, one at St. Peter and Paul in Wilmington, the other at St. John Fisher in Palos Verdes. But um, if any of your listeners want sure. want this, they should go on to the website um, www.unbornjesus.com and you will see awesome. how to get this ministry into your parish. It's a step-by-step manual, exactly how you can do it. And it is beautiful. They came to me after the event and they wanted copies of the booklet. They're going to distribute it. Hopefully they'll give it to the confirmation class. Amen. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's well, a wonderful day. Well, Fritz, I want to thank you for calling in and celebrating uh, this feast with us and the Holy Father's consecration. So I appreciate you taking the time from your busy schedule. God bless you, you bet, my Terry. brother. You bet. Take mm. care. And uh, being a doctor, you know, he, he yeah, speaks with a, with a certain gravitas yeah. uh, regarding those things. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's just too bad that uh, he's not being interviewed for the Supreme Court. That's all. Yeah, I was just going to, I was going to bring <laughs> something up, but we're short on time. I just want to, before we take the break, I wanted to jump in and say that, uh, yes, this consecration. It's the best we've had in 100 years in the sense of naming Russia by name. Bishop Athanasius Snyder pointed that out. In, in his, and by the way, Monday, everyone, I'm interviewing Bishop Athanasius on the Terry and Jesse show. So please join us. We're going to be talking about, well, the Mass, and I think you're going to love it. But my take on all of this, Matt, is all those people who are friends of mine who, who are really um, uh, concerned about it not being done perfectly— what I told them, and I would tell this to their face, I did actually, uh, and on the phone to other friends, I said, spend the time that you're researching on the Fatima message. <laughs> All right, wait a minute, Jess, you know where this is going. No, no, you know where <laughs> these guys know me. Spend the time on promoting the message of Fatima that you're spending to, to undermine this consecration, and I'll, we'll talk more because. The living out the message of Fatima, as Paul VI said, is the reaffirmation of the gospel. That's why here at Virgin Most Powerful, Matt, you know this. We're starting the first five Saturdays, but we're going to do it year-round, starting in April 2nd. And what we do, look at our website. If you're in Southern California, 3 o'clock, rosary, confession. We have meditation. We have teachings on the Fatima message. 
We have confessions, at, and then we have mass at 5 o'clock, and then we have a potluck. Why are we doing this? Because I want to spend time promoting the message of Fatima the rest of my life. How about you? All right, well done. Yep. All right, Bingo. Hit. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, the only thing that I want to say is uh, what Dr. Fritz says, you could see he got choked up. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. not only is he a medical doctor, but yeah. you could tell he's a deep man of faith. As he was talking to us, he got choked up talking about the incarnation. Of course. How, how many doctors that you know <laughs> would get choked up talking about God becoming a man? Well said. So, and something that I read years ago in an article, uh, some medical journal article, they said that a baby in utero leaves cells in the mother's body that can right. benefit that can benefit the health of the mother, her liver, her heart, and brain for the rest of her life. So think about that. Uh, baby Jesus, who's God, left cells in his mom's body forever. Huh, is that why she's immaculately conceived? <laughs> hey, well said, Jesse. When we come back, we're going to have more of a conversation about this historic event. On the Feast of the Annunciation here on Virgin Most Powerful. Stay with us, Ben. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse show. Just I just want to finish the thought that I was mentioning okay. that a baby in utero leaves leaves cells in a yeah. mother's body. Please, doctors say they leave healing cells in a mother's body that can benefit the health of her liver, yep. uh, her heart, and the brain for the rest of her life. So think about this. That means that our Lord Jesus Christ, His cells remain inside of Mary for the rest of her life. Yep, Jesus' yep. oh, sacred oh. body was hidden inside her immaculate one not only for nine months according to biology 101 it remains in her body for all eternity mm. and so and uh there's another doctor that i read dr gina pincott said that during pregnancy the baby cells enter the mother and the mother's cells enter the babies and again now 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 from 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 medical to theological could this explain the beauty and the validity of the doctrines about mary that we as catholics hold you know dearly when you think about that medically, that like a doctor was doctor of Fitz Garden were saying, the immaculate conception takes on a whole new significance when we consider that Jesus, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity, his cells were going to intermingle with Mary's cells for all eternity, and her cells are going to intermingle with his cells, God who is all holy for all eternity. Again, God who's holy. His cells can't intermingle with somebody who's sinful. So if God's going to leave his very cells inside a human being forever, would it not need to be an all-holy place or what we would call the Immaculate Concession? I just want to kind of finish Great up. Great point. The, uh, yeah, Dr. Fiskarder's thoughts. Matthew, yep. your yeah. thoughts? You know, um, the 25th is the Annunciation. Like I say, it was it was at the, the Feast of the Annunciation. Bishop Sheen um, describes it. He says that when the angel asked her to be the mother of God, that all heaven held its breath waiting for her answer. Because, you know, the, 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 <clears throat> the salvation of the world hinged yeah. on, her, on her fiat. And, and then it says the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. So Christ became man, as you say, Jesse. The, 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 um, uh, the incarnation happened right then and there. And that is when the peace of Christ entered into the world. But it's interesting that the 25th of March is the day that we say the Annunciation happened. But it was also the 25th of March when Jesus was crucified. Wow. 
you know, and, and so it is, it, the whole thing comes full circle, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, back to what we were talking about before, it's easy to blame the problems in the church and the world on, on the Pope or even a whole succession of Popes, yeah. not proper, properly consecrating Russia. Yeah. But, you know, blaming the Pope's not going to keep souls out of hell. That's right. <laughs> More to the point, it's not going to help you go to heaven. Yeah. And you know? yeah. Jesse, before we go to Joe, I want you to address that very issue that Matt, you just said about people saying that it's the Pachamama, it's this, you know, that we're dealing with on this consecration. They're very critical of this. Yes. Some people will say, well, uh, the Pope allowed a Pachamama at St. Peter's Basilica to be worshipped by by certain by some prelates. And so I, I, my question would be, well, does this disqualify him from being the Pope? No, it doesn't. Think about this. Caiaphas was the high priest at the time of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God used Caiaphas to speak prophecy. Caiaphas said, you know, it's better that one man died for the sins of many than for many to die, you know. Right. Uh, right. He, he's, he gave a prophetic utterance, yet he was a wicked high priest. But the fact is he, he has an office of authority as high priest. We also see Pontius Pilate, who had an office of authority. Look at Romans mm-hmm. 13, 1. Mm-hmm. Pontius Pilate looked at Jesus and says, don't you know that I have the power to put you to death? Our Lord said, you would have no power over me if it was not given to you from above. So people seem to forget that when people, when the Pope prays or a bishop or a priest, it's not based on his charism. It's not based on the person. Or his or, holiness. It's, it's, yeah. ba- yeah, it's not ba- The merit isn't based on his holiness. It's based on his office. That's right. It's the right. office. And there's three things that we know that, that were, were, were uh, your prayer is very powerful. Because demons respond and angels respond to the authority of a person's office. The Pope has the office of the Bishop of Rome, the Pope Mm -hmm. of the Catholic Church. Number two, the Pope has merit in his prayer because, again, because of his office, not because of the personal holiness. It's like a priest can confect the sacrament even in mortal sin if he has the proper intention, form, and matter. That's right. It's not based on his holiness, St. Thomas Aquinas says. It's based on the office of the priesthood. And then the third thing, the, the third thing that we know that makes prayer powerful, office, uh, uh, again, uh, the, the office <clears throat> of the person and the precision of the prayer. In theology, we know that prayer begets what it signifies. That's why you see many of the Catholic prayers are very precise. And so the prayer of consecration today was precise. Russia was mentioned by name, and the Pope has the office to do that based on the Blessed Virgin Mary. It was the Pope that was called to do that because he has the highest office uh, in, 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 in all of Christianity. Our Lady didn't say the holiest person in the world has to do this consecration. <laughs> no, it's not based on holiness. It's based on office. Well said. Before we go to Can Joe, I, Matt, your thoughts, because I know well, I, just, I read you, just Matt. Just quickly, just yes, quickly. I know you will. Uh, <laughs> um, everything you said is right. As my silver-haired old mother used to say, <laughs> even a broken clock is right twice a day. That's right. You know, um, and I've been, I have been critical of this pontificate. Okay, yeah. at, at when I thought it was deserved. Yeah. But I've also tried to give credit where credit is due. Amen. You know, and, and, and there, there is a time and a place and perhaps even a necessity for a certain amount of criticism. But the danger is to fall into a critical spirit. Yep. It's one thing to say, I, I think that what Pope Francis did uh, was wrong and here's why. It's another thing to say, I don't think he can ever do anything right. Yeah, well said. You know, people are looking for something well said. and are going to find it. A big amen to both of you. Joe, you've been very patient. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. What's on your mind, brother? 
Well, thank you guys for letting me call in. Yeah, I don't know if you remember me. Or I not, do. Truck I, driver, post office. Yeah. Let's hear the yeah, horn. Used to. Let's hear the horn. I don't have the horn anymore, but a gentleman, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh. I have, re- I have retired. Oh, God, love you. I, yeah, so I'm enjoying my retirement. Good for you. Anyway, we had uh, at our church today. Jesse, you were there. You remember our church, the St. Bruno Church. We had the, um, <laughs> we 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 did we did we did mass this morning at nine o'clock, and after mass, they they had we had the rosary in Spanish a little bit. Then we some people stood around. And we we projected up on the sanctuary wall. Everything went down the deal. And we said that we said the prayers. We had the prayers printed out in Spanish and in English. We read them all as the Pope read them. So we had a beautiful time doing that today. And I tell you, when, when it was all over with it, we put things away. Father gave us a blessing and said, have a good weekend. And I was helping put stuff away. And I went back in the sacristy. I said, you know, some, something something kind of tingled inside of me and said, I said, I, I feel good about what just happened. I really mm-hmm. feel good about what just happened. And it was it was great. It was really great. Thank you. It was it was good. So we were able to see that all. So anyway, like I said, I can't hon- can't honk the horn anymore because I have retired. No problem, Joe. Thank you for joining us again and calling in and keep us in your prayers. God love you, uh, Matthew. I had a question. Uh, we're we got all these people online, but what you just said about the Holy Father and our critical mad mad way of in other words, in other words, give him credit when credit is due. This is mm-hmm. something that is our policy here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. What you just said, that's what we try to do. We are critical on certain things that happen because we ask questions. Why would you, you know, the Pachamama in, in a sense of what took place in Rome. Right, sure. I mean, we were critical of that. But does that mean we're not praying for the Pope? Does that mean we're praying? You know, of course we're praying for the Holy Father. Before we take another call, Jess, I wanted your thoughts on the issue of, again, uh, you mentioned a very important fact that it's, uh, that the office of the papacy is what's being exercised here. It's exactly what Our Lady asked for, is it not? Yes, it, it goes back. Our Lady asked for the Pope to do this consecration in union with the bishops around the world. Didn't say for the the holiest lay person or the holiest Catholic in the world, whoever mm-hmm. that is. Because right. consecrations are based on office. And angels and demons respond to the office of authority. The Pope has the highest office of authority. Once again, our Lord Jesus Christ, he marveled at authority. He marveled at the centurion. He said, there's nobody in Israel that has faith like this man. This man gets it. This man is one mm-hmm. subject under authority. He, Jesus affirmed the authority of a Pontius Pilate over him, even to put him to death. He, he affirmed the authority of Caiaphas, the high priest. People have to get off their holy horse. It's not based, <laughs> It's not the holiest pope in the last since 1917 that's going to do the consecration. It's based on office, and it's based on the pope that's going to mention Russia. And this pope probably it's probably the last one that I would, would have thought over the uh, thinking about mm-hmm. the last seven. But he's the one that did the consecration and mentioned Russia. And guess what? He has the keys, whether you right. like it or not. The keys are a symbol of his authority from Christ. He has the authority. I don't. This is not based on personal holiness. It's based on office. Well said. All right. I'm going to add one thing to that. You mentioned uh, Jesus recognizing the authority, submitting to the authority of Caiaphas and and of Pilate. Because as he said, he said to Pilate, you would have no power over me if it were not given you from above. All authority comes from God. All authority comes from God. And understand this, when... When Pontius Pilate 
had them write Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, on that sign that they placed on the crucifix. That was an official act, and that was the first written testimony of the kingship of Christ. Wow. It was, it was Pontius Pilate. Absolutely. Matt, when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this day in history. I believe that our children's children will be talking about this down the road. Yes, I really do believe that this Fine, day will do go too. down. And I want to remind everybody here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio to promote the Fatima message. We start April 2nd on a, a Saturday, the first five Saturdays, where you because this is another thing Our Lady asked, consecration with the Pope, but what about us? Well, right. I want to pray the daily rosary. All these we're going to go over every single month. I'm going to have people there, please God, and each month we're going to ask you to even present some aspect of Fatima because I'm convinced that when you teach something, you learn it better. Yeah. And so, there, yes. Go ahead. Hey, the next segment, I also want to talk about the litmus test. How oh, that's good. Yeah. The fruits of this yeah. prayer, yeah. what they can't, what they Excellent. are and what they're not, because a lot of people are, are and, and it'll, on the next segment, they're going to be looking at the war as the litmus test. And yeah. that's not the litmus test. And I'll tell you no. why. It, well said. Matt, Very good. Your thoughts? Oh, we're going to take a quick break. I hear the music yeah. coming on. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Matt Arnold uh, sitting in. Uh, with us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We like to say we're too blessed to be stressed. Yes. We're too anointed to be disappointed. Yes. And if hope was money, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us, family. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Our Lady of Fatima's message to the world. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jesse's got to get his mic hot again to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess, are you there? Nope. Okay. What Jesse... Uh-oh. Uh, yep. I hear you, Matt. I want to get yep. Matt uh, Anthony's... Or, uh, can you guys get... Jesse's mic hot again. Am I? Am yeah, I? On? You're on now. Go ahead, hey, brother. Bring it back. Yeah, bro. Matt says something that's very important. I think a lot of people are going to uh, read the tea leaves wrong here. They're going to say, "Okay, if uh, the if the war continues in Ukraine, if Russia continues uh, making war on Ukraine, uh, that means the consecration was bogus. Uh, nothing happened, and uh, heaven didn't honor the consecration." Here's where I think people are wrong. Number one. Uh, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 t- tells us uh, there's a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 basically says because of the hu- after the fall, there's going to be all kinds of erratic human emotions on planet Earth. And in fact, if you want to get real, real biblical, uh, creation, it really started with a war in Revelation chapter 12, verse yeah. 7. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against a dragon. So very early on, War arose in heaven, and at the end of time, at the second coming of Christ, Revelation nineteen eleven, it says that Jesus Christ, he who, he who set upon that is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. So the cosmos was opened up with a war. It will end with a war at the second coming of Christ. Ecclesiastes chapter three says there will always be war. So what what does it mean to bring to have an era of peace? The word peace, shalom in Hebrew and irene in Greek, it means to have reconciliation with God. 
Well, guess what? That's not something that you could really see. That's something internal. It's not necessarily external peace. The Fatima message isn't saying that we're all going to go around with, with two fingers at mass, you know, going like this to try to decide. That's the Woodstock hippie version of peace. This means cessation of war. Stop <laughs> war. For us, Shalom and Irene, it means to be reconciled back with God the Father. And it could also mean, could possibly mean what say Faustina talked about and others, about a moment in time where God is going to give us such grace as a result of this consecration that there's going to be a mass illumination of conscience around the world where people are going to have a, a come-to-Jesus moment, a, a, a moment of metanoia and repentance, and they're going to go ad orientum. They're going to face God, and they're going to turn their back on Satan. That's my take. And Jess, uh, Matthew, you um, go first, and then I have a comment on that. Gentlemen. No, no, you, you go right okay, ahead. My I, comment I'm, I'm is... Gonna, I'm going to switch gears. Okay, and, well, that's fine. Then let me just say... All, all I can say to that is amen. Let, yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me just say this real quick. 1942, when the Pope consecrated, uh, you know, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, didn't mention Russia by name, the world, there was fruit. World War II yeah. ended on that, okay? that was So there's yeah. always fruit from these things. In 1984, uh, it took years... For Russia to fall apart, he didn't name it by nut Russia, but there was fruit from this. Thousands of churches were opened in Russia. People had more freedom, and, and I believe that was one of the fruits of that consecration. Personally, this is my take, and I'll throw it to you, Matt. I think because the Holy Father used the name Russia uh, by name, I think, as Bishop Athanasius Snyder said, this is the closest we've had of any pope since 100 years to consecrate uh, to do what Our Lady has asked. So I I just personally think that, again, are we personally living out the Fatima message in our lives? That's part of what the consecration's all about. It's not just yeah. the Pope doing it. It's all of us living that Fatima message. Your thoughts, Right. Man? I, I I absolutely agree that I that, and that and that has to be the that has to be the wrap up that is you know you know the what can I do and and uh, Our Lady gave us some very specific things that we can do and we should be doing you know and that's what I say you know if you're complaining about these things are you praying the Rosary every day have exactly. you made the first Saturdays if not why not right and and if you have then you know what are you doing to help promote it these are these are the questions that we should be asking ourselves sure. um, there's one little thing that I wanted to mention a, a lot of people get hung up on the uh, on the participation thing that, um, uh, you know, Joe called in uh, the, the uh, at his parish, they took pains to say these consecration prayers at the same time they were happening in Rome. Yeah. Does it have to be at exactly the same time? No. What does not. it mean to do something in union with? You know, if, if a priest well is praying, you know, his his private mass, even no congregation, no server, all by himself, extraordinary form, ordinary form, Eastern Rite, yeah. Anglican Ordinary, it doesn't matter. He's doing it in union with the church. Amen. Right. Same well thing. Said. You know, I pray the liturgy of the hours, and it's the same thing. Even though some people do the, you know, I, uh, as as traditional Catholic I am, as I am, I pray the the Novus Ordo. I pray the current liturgy of the hours because it's attainable. Yeah. I used to, when in my hardcore trad days, I tried to do the the uh, pre trent monastic. Come on. Well, well, but the, the pre trent monastic hours are you know eight hours around the clock, and yeah. and it's you know it's it's virtually impossible for someone in my state of life. You exactly. know, so you have you have to make sense. But but that's it, it's in union with all of the people around in the all the people in the church that are praying it and even the people that aren't. That's right. Right. And that's the thing. It's like somebody's going to say, well, this one bishop didn't do it or the bishops of this country didn't do it. It's like, you know, that's not going to invalidate this nope. because it's about the pope's intention of doing it in union and, and him making that uh, manifest, which he did. Yep. And I would mention, too, that in 1952, Pius XII 
did mention Russia. He right. consecrated uh, uh, Russia to the Immaculate Heart, but he did it in the context of an encyclical letter mm. and not in union with the bishops of the world as an act. Mm -hmm. And that's why some people say, well, that one, you know, that's the reason why that one didn't count, et cetera, on and on. Yeah. Uh, okay, finally, just the last thing. We were talking about peace, peace in the world. Yeah. And uh, I always, I, I look back I'm, and I, I look to Thomas, Thomas Akempis, and this is just a little something that he has for all of the people that are complaining about one thing or another on Facebook. Yes. All right. This is from chapter 11, book one, The Imitation of Christ on how to acquire peace. He said, we would indeed have peace if we would attend to our affairs. I love it. Repeat that. <laughs> we would indeed have peace if we would attend to our affairs. How can you remain in peace when you deliberately interfere in other people's business and seek worldly <laughs> occupation with seldom a thought great? of interior recollection? <laughs> that, one last thing. The humble and the single-hearted are truly blessed and will have abundant peace. Matt, what year did he say that? Uh, this would be, uh, it's in the... 15th century, so in the 1400s. Yeah, 1400s. Yeah, 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 nothing's changed. Has 600 it? years ago, yeah. But, but nothing's changed. <laughs> not, not a bit. That's yeah. correct. A, a lot of people that are getting angry and hot over this, it's very simple. I would just tell them, look it, stay in your lane. Exactly. Amen. Using, using, <laughs> using police language, Don't. you're not the Pope, okay? And you're not the Pope's overlord on this issue. You're not the Pope's overseer. Uh, we call that in police work drunk driving when you get out of your lane. Right. Stay in your lane, lay Catholics. So what are lay Catholics called to do? We are called to to live as holy as possible according mm -hmm. to our state in life. And Matt just said it perfect. He was trying to pray eight times a day, <laughs> and, and it just wasn't working with his state oh. in life. Right. And so Matt went went to something that he could accomplish, and he went to three times a day. Again, Catholics, we've got to stay in our lane, and we've got to thank God that we are, we're the generation of Catholics that are alive to see the consecration done, including the name of Russia. By the way, I think uh, I think the Democrats will be pretty happy because don't they like to use the name Russia, Russia, Russia all the time? They ought to, <laughs> they ought to be very happy with today's consecration. Russia, Russia! You know, I got to say, I'm 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 very happy to have been there because when I stand before the throne of God, I'll be like, you know, I was there <laughs> for that sure. consecration. You know, sure. uh, I, but but seriously though, it, it, that and you can you participate just you know in in the interior form as you say. You know, that's what the Pope asked for our spiritual union, yeah. our fraternal union. And you know, and, and I think we've accomplished that. Well said, Matt. And I just leave my thought on daily duty. Our Lady called us to do that. That would be the sacrifice. She didn't even talk about sackcloth and ashes. She talked about right. doing your daily duty. That means, young man, young woman, get your homework done on time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our duty. Right, make Take the bed. trash yeah. out, make your bed, all that. And for us, do our daily duty. I have uh, a, a responsibility as a, a husband, as a grandfather. You all do also. Mm -hmm. And when we fail on our daily duty, we're failing our Lord. How do we please our Lord and Blessed Mother? By doing our daily duty well. So every moment is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. One more thing about Our Lady, and I'll turn it back to you guys. She said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. That's the message. So part, be part of the fat of a message. It's a reaffirmation of the gospel. Give it all to Jesus through Mary. Right. Um, quickly, uh, and then I'll toss it to Jess. Um, Pope Pius XII, I mentioned, uh, did a consecration to Russia. He also composed a prayer for the faithful. 
and uh, and I had the uh, the powers that be here at Virgin Most Powerful. It's on the app now. If you go to the uh, if you go to the smartphone app and under prayers, you'll find the act of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary that was composed by uh, Venerable Pius XII. It's a beautiful prayer, and you can say it uh, every day. Okay, yeah. you don't. It's not a. It's not just a one time thing. Right. Consecration to Mary, and of course. Uh, uh, pray the rosary every day. Amen. Matt, well, let me ask you, since we have you on right now. Sure. So with with a Venerable Pius XII, having said, uh, including Russia in a consecration prayer, what were the other things that that he didn't do to fulfill the consecration? If he did mention Russia in a prayer, you said one, he did it in an encyclical, right? He did. And it was actually uh, the encyclical. I think I may have it here. La 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 la. He didn't ask the you, the bishops if, when I remember. Okay. No, that's the thing. Yeah, he, he, he yeah he published a letter. He didn't. Right. He didn't. It, it, it wasn't an act just in union with the world. It was it was just go. a, uh, like and a this, declaration. And this, but can I say that, that yeah. I, I suspect the reason that he did that is because the promise of Our Lady of Fatima, and remember this was 1929 when when she renewed that promise because right. it was only in 1930 that the Fatima apparitions were actually officially approved. approved. That's right. Okay. Uh, so it was Pius XI who, who would have been the one to, to make this consecration in time to stop the Second World War. Yeah. Okay, 1952, uh, Second World War was all over but the crying, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I suspect that Pius XII didn't make that act because he thought, well, you know, it's it's already over and done with, Yeah. you know. But, but, but this consecration, though, is something that we should do. We should consecrate Russia and so forth. But he didn't go— to all the trouble of crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Pope Francis, God bless him, he went all the way. seems to be bending over backwards. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's to try and avoid criticism or if it's to 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 be as as uh, spit and polished as he possibly can be because he really, you know, wants the 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 blessings to flow from this. But whatever the whatever his motivation, he's looks to me like he's doing an awfully good job. Amen. Wrap it up, Jess. You've been listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Thanks, Matt. We've been talking about the Fatima consecration today. Today's a historic day. Yep. Uh, today, this this day will echo in eternity. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. Uh, you're welcome anytime on the Terry and Jesse show. <laughs> he fills, but, yeah, he fills yeah. in for Jess Romero many times when you're out of town, Jess. I appreciate that, Matt. You bet. Absolutely. Matt, hey, go ahead. The, the only thing I want to say is let's live the Fatima consecration yeah. as Catholics. Do the five first Saturdays. Pray the daily rosary. Live in a state of grace. Be holy or die trying, Terry. Well said, Jesse, and I ask you, and even today, what state should we be living in, Brother Jesse? State of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Get to confession. What a great day to go to confession. If you haven't been to confession in 30 days, it's time to go. And I want to thank you and all of you, all of our listeners and supporters, to make it available for us to do what we do, share the gospel of Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. God love you and your family.